Are you cruising through life not always knowing what direction you were headed? Let Live On Purpose with Dr. Paul Jenkins be your guide. Live On Purpose will give you insights into your life and show you how you can become the driver and captain of it. No more aimless wandering. By learning the principles that govern happiness and wealth, you will be able to make personal progress that you have only dreamed possible. And now, here's your host, the shrink who expands your life, Dr. Paul. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Live on Purpose Radio. This is Dr. Paul, the shrink who expands your life. We've got another great episode of Live on Purpose coming at you today. I'm going out on a limb a little bit here. I'm going to try something just a little different from what I've done in the past. That's a little similar to a few things, a little different from other things. I have in studio with me here today a number of guests. And some of these guests were dragged in here today, kicking and screaming. They did not want to be here. Okay, I'm exaggerating that a little bit. But I have invited some young people into the studio today. These are teenage boys. And these guys are anywhere from 16 to 18 years old. They live in my neighborhood. I have some frequent associations with these guys, and uh, they're here checking out the Live On Purpose studio today. And uh, they're willing, I think, to share some of their thoughts and ideas with you as listeners. One of the things that I've done as a psychologist is that I've worked a lot with teenagers and with their parents. And something that I've found is that there's often a bit of a gap. Sometimes we call this the generation gap between teens and parents. They don't always see eye to eye, and sometimes there's some conflict there uh, where they kind of bump up against each other or they're, they're locking horns a little bit. And in an effort to try to understand that better, I've brought these guys into the studio today. I've rigged them up with some mics and headphones. We're going to see if we can get them to say a few things and uh, help to enlighten us about the teenage braid. And I may have to clarify that a little bit. This is the male teenage brain. And these guys are all nodding because they know that the female teenage brain is something that they don't understand. Is that right, guys? <laughs> all right. They're not sure who's supposed to talk when. So I'm going to introduce them one at a time. And I'd like each of you guys to just share just who you are and what you enjoy doing, where you are in school, what kinds of things uh, you're interested in. And we'll have, we'll have a little bit of introduction and then we'll get into some of our topic. So let's start on this end of the room. I have already introduced this young man before. He is the behind the scenes, live on purpose radio techie. He's the guy who produces the podcast along with his other brother who's not here. This is Ryan, my son, who is the live on purpose guru. Say hello, Ryan. Well, kind of. <laughs> Hi, everybody. <laughs> this is your first time on the mic, I think. It is the first time on the mic. I, I've done a little bit of the recording on the background, but we haven't aired any of it. So That's right. we may hear that someday. And you're the one who works on the commercials, and you put together the bumper music and everything for this show. Mm -hmm. It's good to have your voice on the show, Ryan. And I'm the one who hits record, so... So tell us who you multitasking are. Multitasking right now. <laughs> how old you are, what kinds of things you're interested in, what you're doing in your life right now. Well, um, I'm 18. I just turned 18. Uh, and the biggest thing for me right now is just getting through school. I'm uh, 
I'm in high school, and I have four advanced placement classes that keep me on my toes. So mm. I'm running every which way. Uh, I sing in the choir at my school. I'm a baritone. Um, and we are, we're, I'm really excited. That's been a fun year. It's my first year doing choir. Uh, and we get to go to Seattle, uh, here in two months or so, uh, to perform in a festival. And Mm. I'm actually spearheading that too. So I'm a little bit of a busy guy sometimes, but you are, oh, well, that's why I never see you, huh? I guess so. You accuse (laughs) me of being busy sometimes. We'll probably talk about that today, too, huh? <laughs> probably it'll come up. Ryan, thanks for being here. Well, you're welcome. Let's see if we can get uh, to one of our next guests. I'm looking at the other end of the table now. Young man sitting right next to me. His name is Josh. Say hello, Josh. What's up? Hey, how you doing? Uh, good. Tell us about you. Who are you? How old are you? What you doing? Uh, my name is Josh. Um, I got dragged into this. Uh, You're seven. the kicking and screaming one? Yeah, I was the kicking and screaming one. Um, <laughs> I'm 17 years old. Uh, go to Orm High. Yeah, it's all right. <laughs> School's all right? Or School's Orm all, right. all right. Just surviving, trying to graduate. What Yay. kinds of things are you interested in? What do you do? Uh, a lot of sports, football, rugby, mm-hmm. anything with a ball. So if there's a ball and some athleticism involved, you're there. Yeah, and contact. Uh-huh. That's always good. <laughs> you like to hit people? Yeah, it's fun. <laughs> Especially if you're wearing the pads and stuff, huh? Uh, yeah. Awesome. Now, Josh, you also, do you mind if I share something else about you? Mm-hmm. Because you have had some experiences in living in some different areas, too. Because you didn't grow up right here. And you've spent some time in the islands. Um, you've got a lot of connections to Hawaii. Oh, uh, yeah. That's where I was born and raised. Mm-hmm. And that's still a big part of your life, too, huh? Oh, uh, yeah. So so not only are you a teenager, but you're a teenager who's got some interests and friends and associates in another place, too. I bet that creates some challenges sometimes, huh? Yeah. But it's all right. <laughs> Josh sometimes has this don't worry, be happy kind of an attitude. Yeah. As hey, the words of Bob Marley, uh, don't worry about a thing because every little thing is going to be all right. That's right. You know, we've said on this show before that everything's okay in the end. If it's not, If it's not okay, it's not the end. So that's pretty good. Hey, and don't you think it's a lot better than don't happy, be worry? Yeah. <laughs> I just heard that this week. You know, and some people live their life that way. They're always worrying and they're never happy about anything. That sucks. Well, Josh, thank you for being here. Yeah. We're going to pick your brain about a few things, okay? Okay. But we better introduce another young man sitting across the table from me. This is Bo. It's your turn, Bo. Say hello. Hi. My name's Bo. Tell us about you. How old are you? Um, what are you doing? I'm what 16. Are you I'm 16 years old, go to Timview High School. Um, right now, I'm just trying to make it through school, too. Junior, so I still have another year of high school, which mm-hmm. I'm hoping will be all right, make it to a good college. Mm-hmm. It's my goal. So what kinds of things do you get interested in? 
I don't know. I just do homework all the time. <laughs> just school, work. A lot of school. You know, I'm seeing a theme here already. All of you guys are talking about school. It's a big part of your life right now, isn't it? It's huge. Do you find that that's true for, for a lot of your friends and things too? I mean, this is the phase of life that you're in, right? Yeah, I have a lot of friends that are always doing homework. That's mm-hmm. all they do. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, welcome to the show, Bo. I'm glad to have you here with us too. Thank you. Now we have one other person who could kind of scooch up to the mic here. This hey there, is guys. Steve. Say hello, Steve. Hey, everybody. <laughs> nice to be here with you. Now, Steve, you're going to need to get a little closer to that mic. We're going to lose you off to the side. <laughs> Tell us about you. You're not a teenager, but you no. used to be. Yeah, I used to be about 13 years ago or so. So I'm, I'm 31 now. Um, I'm in the 20th grade. School is still important for me. Sorry, guys, it may be still important for you way down the road. Hopefully. Hopefully you figure it out before you're 31, though, like me. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, I'm finished up my, my doctoral degree in marriage and family therapy. Mm-hmm. I'm in my internship year right now. Um, I'm work, I work at a residential treatment center, so I also get to work a lot with uh, adolescents, and, and there definitely is a gap uh, between them and, and their family a lot of times, and it can be pretty extreme, that, that gap that's there. Well, Steve, thank you for coming. In fact, you provided uh, some of the transportation to get these guys over to the studio today, didn't you? That's right, yeah. And uh, Steve mentioned that he's involved in marriage and family therapy. You all know that I'm a psychologist, and so we have some similar interests that way, at least from a professional standpoint. And uh, we're both involved also in providing some volunteer leadership for, for some of the youth in our in our neighborhood. And so I appreciate you being here too, Steve, and we'll probably pick your brain about a few things. All right, nice to as, be here. As we go along. Thank you for being here. To all of the guests who are here today, and I want to open up some discussion that hopefully is going to help us to to create a higher level of understanding. You know, I was talking to you guys before the show a little bit about the topic for today, and I've kind of started with this idea of what do teens wish that their parents understood. And you're going to have to help me a little bit here because I'm not a teenager. I used to be, and I can kind of remember what it was like. Yeah, that's likely. (laughs) (laughs) What do you mean? Well, things have changed. I'm sorry, but... Things have changed. Is that true? Do you think that that's true, you guys? Very true. What's different? You want to take this one on, Ryan? You've got the mic right in front of you. What's different in today's world? Um, Well, I don't know all of what would be different just because I I didn't grow up back when you would have been a teen, so I don't know. I don't really have much to compare off of, but I'm pretty sure that there's a lot more of the peer pressure things like uh, listening to certain styles of music, uh, doing drugs, um, things like that that aren't really good for us, but we have to deal with them almost on a daily basis in some form or other. Um, and that's, that's got to be different than when you, uh, you and Steve grew up because it's just it's the world that has changed into our world. Hey, I'm not from the same decade as uh, Paul here. Close enough. <laughs> hey, what are you saying, that I'm the old man here? You're from the prehistoric ages. (laughs) 
You know, and that's interesting that you'd say that, Josh, because sometimes we look at our parents, and this is something that hasn't changed, because when I was a teen, and Steve, you can speak up about this if you want to, when I was a teen, I used to look at, at my parents and, you know, their friends and the people in that generation, and I thought, oh, man, you know, they grew up in the ages of the dinosaurs. And you said the prehistoric ages? As one of our friends said, he grew up wearing stone underwear, walking uphill both ways to school in the snow. That's right. That was above his head. Right? <laughs> yeah, something like that. We're not. We still. We're still not sure how that worked out. But I've got some interesting know. news for you guys. That hasn't changed. Do you agree, Steve? Yeah, I'd have to agree with that one. It, what I mean is, I think that that there has always been a perception that the parents grew up in a whole different world. I think that there are some key differences, but I think that there are some real similarities, too. We'll talk a little bit more about that after this first break. Stick with us. When you dream, dream. The Shrink, who expands your life. I'm so glad that you've joined me for the Live on Purpose podcast. Please visit my website, drpaul.org. There you can subscribe to my weekly easing, Empower. Browse the events page to get connected with what's coming up or pick up some CDs or other great products. I also want to point you toward our sponsors, creationtreecoaching.com and producerretreats.com. Hi, this is Jason Adams, one of the co-founders of CashflowParadigm.com. We created Cashflow Paradigm as a way to help others look at money differently. What are your beliefs about money? Is it good or bad? Many people have beliefs that limit their control over money and don't even realize it. The thing most people don't realize is that their beliefs about money greatly affect the amount of money and prosperity they have. It's all about your paradigm. Come play a fun game with us called Cashflow 101, created by best-selling author Robert Kiyosaki. Come meet new people and check your paradigm as we learn principles that govern our personal and financial lives while having fun together. Currently, we are holding monthly game nights in Provo and St. George, Utah. Go to our website at www.cashflowparadigm.com to register for upcoming events. That's www.cashflowparadigm.com. When was the last time you took a vacation? If you can't remember, then it's time you took one. Travel is a $7 trillion industry and is expected to double over the next 10 years. CNN Money declared that 43% of all online purchases are spent on travel. You can earn extra money in your spare time in this booming and exciting industry. Let us share with you information on how to capitalize on this amazing opportunity. Call toll-free 1-866-381-0482 or go to www.gotrapedia.biz. everybody welcome back to live on purpose we've got some great teenage boys here in the studio today young men excuse me young men actually because i look at all of these guys and they're about the same height as me except bo you're a little taller than i am 
Just a little bit. Just a little. Yeah. You're how tall are you? I don't know. I haven't checked for a while, but six three, six four. Yeah, that's taller than me. I'm about six two. And Ryan, you're pushing that. You're getting close to that. I I think I'm still a little bit behind you, so probably around six six one mm-hmm. somewhere in there. But your shoes are bigger. Yeah, and I weigh more than you. I could beat the, you in a wrestling match or something. Well, that's pushing it. That it, <laughs> those are fighting words, don't you think, Josh? Well, you guys have to do it sometime. <laughs> You're the athlete <laughs> in here. I guess we're gonna have to. We're gonna I bet have Josh to can beat maybe. you too. Maybe we'll. Uh, we're, we outnumber you, so who knows what will happen after the show ends? Well, hey, I'll I'll have to watch my back, right? <laughs> Just before the break, we were talking about how things are a little different. And I think one thing that teenagers really want their parents to understand, you guys correct me if I'm wrong, okay? Because I'm the old guy talking here. But one thing that teenagers want their parents to understand is that life is different now than it was when they were teenagers. Is that true? Yeah, I think that um, parents now, they say that they were teenagers once and they know what we're going through and everything but i think it's it's different now they really don't know what it's what we've what we're going through right now because i mean we have technology um everything basically that they didn't well let's talk about that for a minute because you're you're hitting on something right now that i think really is different josh i think you mentioned during the break that there's all of this all of this new technology that our parents didn't have when they were teenagers. What are some of the things that come to mind for you? What do you guys have in your world that that maybe your parents didn't have in terms of technology? Mm. Cell phones. Cell phones is a really big thing. Mm. And a lot of like, I mean, technology is a good thing, but sometimes it can be a distraction, like iPods. Not saying that I don't love my iPod, but, you know, well, nowadays mm-hmm. with technology, there's a lot more, like how Ryan was saying, like peer pressure and you got to get this, got to get that, or, mm-hmm. you know, just live up to what the world is now instead of how everything was back in the day. Mm-hmm. Which is not different. That part, you know, the peer pressure and being up to speed with the with the most current stuff, you know. And having all the new toys, I think that part is the same. But it was a it was different stuff back it then. It was different stuff. Different stuff. But you mentioned cell phones. You mentioned iPods. Okay, these are things that you guys just carry around, kind of routinely. Everybody's got them, right? I got them right now. You got them on you right now. Yeah, yeah me too. <laughs> you do too, Bo. Ryan. Yeah. Sorry, I'm texting my brother. <laughs> That just yeah. proved something, didn't just, it? Just like that. We're texting, we're more connected. When I was a teenager, we didn't have cell phones. I didn't even know what that was. We had car phones, and they were these weird-looking things that you'd plug into the cigarette lighter, you know? And that was like state-of-the-art, but nobody carried around a phone with them. Texting, we never did that. Um, you know, I am or chat or all those kinds of things that you guys have now. What else do you see? Bo, you mentioned a few things. What are some of the other things in your world that probably didn't exist when your parents were teens? Um, I think internet, TV, cable, satellite, mm-hmm. stuff like that, video games. Mm-hmm. So I wonder what the effect of all of this technology is. Think about that for a minute. What kind of challenges does this create 
for teenagers in today's world, what comes to mind? We're more smarter than our parents were when I, they were our age. <laughs> That's an interesting comment, Josh. Well, I mean, they've been through everything, so they know like you know, what's going on. But they're still like everything's new now. So mm -hmm. it's like they know what's going on, but not really. If you catch what I mean. So when you say you're smarter, you're not saying that that you're more intelligent or something like that as much as you are better informed about what the world is like right now. Yeah. Is that kind of what you're saying? Yeah. You know, an example might be podcasting. I asked you guys when you came in, do you know what a podcast is? What did you say, Josh? They record stuff. Kind of like put it, you record it and you can put it on your iPod. You heard of it before, haven't you? Yeah. I don't know. Steve, I didn't ask you. Had you heard about podcasting? Actually, Paul, you did ask me, and I said I just kind of stood there and let Josh answer. But if I could have answered, I, I would have said, not really. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, your eyes kind of glazed over, right? Podcasting? What's that? That's right. <laughs> and I have a lot of people, adults, okay? I talk to adults, and I say, I'm doing this podcast. And they might say, well, what's a podcast? But then they might say, oh, I don't have an iPod. And that's kind of funny when you know what podcasting is because you can just listen to it on a computer. There's a lot of different ways to get access to it. But I've found that teenagers are much more connected to that. We got Ryan over here who's running the show. And Ryan, what would happen if Dr. Paul showed up by himself to run this show? I'm pretty sure there would not be a show that week. Um, <laughs> I'm pretty sure too. I don't even think you know how to turn on half of the programs and get them set up, do you? No. Do you even? I he doesn't know the order of operations here. I'm I. It's second nature to me now, mm -hmm. and it's very natural to you. And if I have a problem that's kind of a technological problem, I go to you. I go to Adam because you guys know how to run this stuff. This mm, is fairly well, and if not, we can kind of BS it, <laughs> mm -hmm. or, or you know where to go to get some answers too. Yeah, definitely. What about with all of this media? Okay, you guys have your iPods. You can have your tunes with you at any time, right? In fact, you do most of the time. Some kids, I look at them, and it's like they've got their ears, and they've got the little white cord going down from their ears. Uh, yeah, a lot of times in class, teachers never know. You can kind of sneak that little Is that why you wear in. your hoodie all the time? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, nowadays you can get the um, the cordless ones, so it looks like you have an earpiece in, like mm -hmm. like the Secret Service. So you just and you can still listen to the stuff, like you can still listen to your music. Yeah, I, I know a lot of tricks. And the cell phones, you can stay connected with your friends at any time, Ryan. You've been texting during the show here, haven't you? Not a ton. My brother called me during the show, and so I had to ignore him. <laughs> but between brothers. Uh, sisters, friends, cousins, all the people that you're connected to, you can get that just in a second. Could any of you, if I gave you a challenge, if I said, can you contact five friends in the next 30 seconds, could you do it? It'd be done basically right now. You could do it, Bo? Yeah, I could do it. You could do it, Josh? Yeah. You could do it, Steve? I need a computer. <laughs> if you had a computer, you could. But these guys come equipped with their, with whatever it is that they're going to, to contact with. And I think somebody's texting me right now. Is that you, Ryan? 
Uh, no. <laughs> I'm not the only person who texts you. That's a text from my wife. It's from your mom. Oh, well, cool. So, I like her. The other thing I wanted to point out about this, we're so connected. You guys are so connected now. One thing that's really important to teenagers is their friends, their social network. Is that true? Very so. We've got Very a few so. nods. You have to say something, Josh. You can't just nod. Very true. <laughs> Very good. Bo, you said that that's very much the truth? Yeah, it is. All the time. Let's develop that for just a minute. Because in this age of technology, connection is such an important thing. And you guys are very connected with each other through your cell phones and through through email and computers and, and instant messaging and all the things that go along with that. It's a time also when when kids sort of naturally pull away a little bit from their parents and from their family. And I'm not saying that you're that it's not important to you, but wouldn't you say that the friends kind of really step up in importance? That's a little threatening to some of the parents out there. I want you guys to talk a little bit or just think about what you wish parents understood about that. If you're really connected to your friends, what does that mean about your family? Does that mean that they're not important to you or something else? What do you think? I, I don't think it means that the family is any less important to us. Um, but sometimes we just feel like we need to get out on our own and we need to kind of uh, see, I don't know, kind of outside our family. Because sometimes our families become, uh, for lack of a better term, sheltered little bubbles sometimes. Uh, and we feel like we need to kind of get out there and hang out with our friends to get a change of pace because up until this point in our lives, we're not able to really get out on our own and do stuff um, as easily as it was or as easily as before. We, you know, get our driver's licenses and we get cell phones so we can contact friends who have driver's licenses. Um, for example... On Monday, I went out to breakfast with a couple of friends, and you weren't a bit a part of that at all. Mom didn't even know I left. Mm -hmm. I just kind of went out and went to breakfast, and it wasn't a big deal for either of you guys. But and it doesn't mean didn't mean that um, you guys were any less important to me. I just wanted to go out and be with my friends for a while. So I think mm -hmm. that's a big thing that's happening. I think some parents start to think or feel somehow that their kids are supposed to be just like them. Exactly. And does that ring true with you, Josh? Yeah. What do you think about that? What do you wish parents understood about that? It's like, I want to listen to my parents, but at the same time, I want to do my own thing. But I understand my parents, like, they've been through everything, but, you know. They know what's going on. They they made the same. They made mistakes, so they don't want me to make the same mistakes. But at the same time, it's still kind of hard for me to kind of just listen. <laughs> like if I can put it like, I just I want to do my own thing, pretty much as you know, mm -hmm. blank as I can say. I want to do my own thing. I want to experience life, you know, the way I want to experience. I want to go out and see the world, pretty much. Kind of mm -hmm. along those lines, I think sometimes we want to experience some of those mistakes that they're warning us against for our own because we sometimes we don't believe you guys. <laughs>
You might sound mm. smart, but sometimes we don't believe you. And you just want to have those experiences that were so powerful to your parents, too, right? I think we're going somewhere with this. This is Shay Larson, IdeaOrbit.com, with the World of Ideas Report. This week's idea comes from a science professor in Germany who believes he can solve a global problem, snoring. Yes, snoring is a topic that causes millions to cringe. What would happen to the world if a solution was presented that could stop snoring? German scientist Darius Bazargani has invented a pillow that reduces the impact snoring has on others in the home. So before you smack your bed partner one more time, listen to this. The pillow has many air chambers and a computer that can cause the air chambers to reduce or enlarge. The computer also can detect the sounds of snoring. So if the computer detects any unwanted snoring sounds, it moves the person's head until it finds a position that stops the snoring. The computerized pillow is actually a simple product, but the results are music to the ears of many. Professor Bazargani had this idea after attempting several products to stop his own snoring. Now he is on a mission to provide peace in the sounds of the night. This is Shay Larson, IdeaOrbit.com, with the World of Ideas Report. I've got a great idea. Wouldn't you like to know? Your private... If you live in the Utah County area, and if you like what you hear on this show, then this opportunity is for you. I am hosting a weekly mastermind group called Paradigm Insurance every Wednesday from 4 to 5.30 at my office in Orem. Call Eric at 801-226-7544. Register. We prefer an abundant atmosphere, so please wipe your mind before entering. That number again, 801-226-7544. Okay, you guys, I want to develop this this topic a little bit more. Josh, before the break, you were talking about how your parents have been around. They know a lot of things, don't they? Yeah. And you're not denying that. No, they they know what's going on. And sometimes they tell you what they think about what you should be doing. Yeah. And sometimes you don't want to do that. No, not really. Like, I'll give you an example. Okay. My dad, I mean, he, my dad's a good dad. I mean, he does everything. You know, he works real hard for our family. But he was reading, like, all these books, you know. 
mm-hmm. and he was trying to get me to read these books, but I didn't want to read any of these books. I just wanted him to, if, if he really wanted me to read these books, just tell me what happened. Mm-hmm. But in, you know, in the way that my dad is, he says, you're going to read this book whether you like it or not. Mm-hmm. So might as well just read it. So I read it, and it was actually pretty good. But sometimes... You want to, you don't want to listen to your parents just because like mm. the way they're kind of forcing to you, but sometimes they end up just making you listen, and sometimes mm. that can be good also. Because usually they do know something, and and the reason that they want to share that with you is because they care about you, they love you, they want you to have a good life, and they have this idea about how it should happen. But sometimes you have a little different idea about what direction you want to go, huh? Yeah. Hmm. We're going to have to come back to that, Josh, because there's some some important things there. I want to shift over to Bo, too. Are you close to the mic still, Bo? Yeah, we're good. Just before we started the show today, you said something very similar, that teenagers have a mind and a life of their own. Yeah, very much so. Um, Does it sometimes not feel that way with parents? um, I think parents, they just... Because they always say that they've been through a teenager and what it's like to be a teenager, but mm-hmm. I mean that's true, but mm-hmm. they haven't sure. they haven't like gone through me being a teenager they haven't gone through my life and you know the type of challenges I've faced and the type of experiences I've had, so they don't mm-hmm. quite know exactly what's in my mind and stuff, so they might mm-hmm. think they do, but I don't think they really do that's probably true of almost anyone that we all have our own experience in life and nobody else really knows for sure what that's like except us. Yeah. Because we're the ones inside of our own skin, huh? So your parents, I know all you guys' parents, right? Because we all live in the same neighborhood. Well, you are my parents. I am your parent. Better know you. (laughs) What do you think about this same topic, Ryan? Um, I... I agree with what uh, Bo's saying here. I mean, you guys know a lot, and you have some really good advice for us, but it's different for every person. Um, And I think part of, and this is an issue with me at least, I don't like to talk to people very much about my problems. And so I know you've seen this with me. Um, I just find it hard sometimes to talk to you guys about it, even when I want um, some help. Mm-hmm. And I think that, I, I don't know, what do you guys think? Is that kind of a common thing? No, just a lot of teenagers like to keep to themselves. Mm-hmm. Like we probably like talk to our friends about it, but the more involved our parents get, just the more trouble happens. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it can feel that way, huh? Yeah. But did you have a comment about that? I don't know. I just kind of like what Ryan was saying. I just, you know, what was Ryan saying? <laughs> You've moved thanks, on to something Bo. else already, huh? What? Well, thanks. I was just saying uh, how sometimes it's hard for us to talk to our parents. Okay. So, yeah, I mean, I just like to keep them to myself. I mean, I'm not very... I don't know, cordial with my parents, just talking about, you know, what's going on in my life. I just like to keep to myself and, you know, try and do my mm. own thing a lot of the time. So, 
I know none of you guys are parents yet, right? Parents start to freak out a little bit when they see that happen. And I think sometimes it's because they're worried about you. You know, they're worried that, oh, if he's not talking to us, then probably he's getting into some things he shouldn't be getting into or he's going off the deep end, you know. What do you think parents should do? Do you think that they should be worried or is there a way that they can approach you that would be more helpful or what do you think about that guys? I think they should be worried. I mean, you could be doing stuff that's not right or that could harm you, but I think they still just need to back off a little bit and, you know, just let you experience life. Cause if you don't, I mean, the analogy of, if you don't put your hand on the hot, like a hot stove, I mean, you're not going to know it's hot. So if you don't do, um, you don't mess up in life, you might, you're not going to know what to do when you finally do. So you need to learn to, um, just experience life and go through, um, things that maybe aren't right all the time and you might screw up, but they need to let you experience that. So wait a minute, you don't want them jumping in and rescuing you? I mean, they can, I mean, just, they just need to watch how close they jump into you, I guess. It's just like sometimes you have to learn. Like I, I guess that's like the best way I can put it. Like, like what Bo was saying, like, we just have to learn. Okay. Some, sometimes it doesn't hit as hard as when parents say, "Okay, don't do this." Sometimes mm-hmm. I have to say, "Yeah, go ahead, put your hand on the stove, give it." And a then try. once it hurts, say the parent be like, "Okay, now you know not to do that again." That's mm-hmm. kind of the way. But yeah. you don't want them to be saying, "I told you so," either. Yeah, you want them to. You still want them to be um, open to you. You want to. I don't know. Still want them to. You want them to be there for you. Yeah. You want them to support you. You want them to keep loving you, but you don't want them telling you what to do all the time. Is that is that what I'm hearing? Yeah. So when should parents really worry? I mean, you guys see this, don't you? Don't don't you see other kids like at school and stuff who are who are seriously in trouble and their parents are like clueless. They're not tuned in. Or like if, if your kid doesn't come home like for the whole day or doesn't like, doesn't call where he or she is at or anything like that, then I guess a parent would start worrying. But and I I guess uh, kind of along those lines too, sometimes, you know, parents aren't stupid. They know their kids' cell phones numbers and stuff, and so then maybe they'll send a text or call them and say, "Hey, where are you? When are you coming home? I'm whoa, worried whoa, about you." Whoa, whoa, whoa! Parents can text their kids. Uh, you've done it. <laughs> well, I know, but I'm weird, right? I I don't think so. Um, I think it's becoming a more and more of a common thing, and a lot of the parents are getting in touch with how to do it and what you do. Uh, but are you guys recommending that they that parents get a little more involved that way that that's one way that they can get a little more in touch with their teenagers what do you think i think they can i mean it is important to kind of keep tabs on who you're responsible for um sometimes it gets annoying for us but (laughs) we got to deal with it at some point i mean i i imagine when we grow up think it's going to be the same thing only in reverse role we're going to have kids that we're going to be worried about mm-hmm. and i know i'd probably I do the same thing it. well yeah like how ryan was saying 
But for me, it kind of does get annoying if, like, my parents keep calling, like, while I'm out. Mm-hmm. Like, parents keep calling and checking up. I, I know they're just, like, worried about, you know, okay, where am I? What am I doing? Mm-hmm. But it's, like, kind of, like, I'm not going out and sm- you know, smoking crack or anything like that. Mm-hmm. I'm just hanging out with my friends. So it's kind of like, you know, just have enough trust to know that I'm not doing anything that I didn't know I shouldn't be supposed to be doing. So you've hit something really important, trust. Trust. Isn't that something that you really wish your parents would do? Yeah. But trust a you. lot of times you have to earn their trust. Ah. Uh, so what do you mean? Like, don't be doing anything stupid. And if you don't do stupid, don't do anything stupid for a long time, then that's going to be good trust. So you can build that trust up. Yeah. And then... And you want the parents to back off a little bit, to trust you, to to know that you're making decisions. You guys don't want to ruin your lives, do you? No. Not at all. <laughs> Did you have to think about that one? <laughs> and that's that's an important thing that I want some of our listeners to understand. That teenagers don't want to ruin their life for the most part. Now, maybe they're making some choices and decisions that are not the best. Maybe they're going the wrong direction in a couple of ways. But for the most part, you guys want to have a great life, don't you? Yeah, very much. Um, I don't know. I had an experience like this um, like a week ago or so. I was went um, to lunch after school with some friends, and I decided to stay hanging out with them instead of going home like I told my parents I would. Um, bad mm-hmm. on my part, but um, we were hanging out for maybe like three or four hours, and I guess I'd gotten like five texts from my parents and like ten calls, and I didn't know I had. And so when I called them, and they like they were really mad at me, but I mean they know I'm not a bad kid, that I'm not hanging out with bad kids. They know my friends; they're good friends. And I thought it was it really made me mad that they got mad at me because I was you know just hanging out with some good friends for a while after school. I mean I didn't let them know that I was hanging out with them, you know, but they should have just trusted me that I was not doing anything wrong. Is what mm-hmm. that so was in my head. So you can see that you've got a part to play here too. Yeah. That it's and I'm hearing this from all three of you guys that there's certain expectations that are that are pretty reasonable. If your parents want to know where you are, what you're doing, who you're hanging out with, stuff like that, that's okay. And you guys are willing to provide that information. Yeah. But at the same time you want your parents to extend a little bit of trust to you as you show you can be trusted. Josh, you said a very key thing there. That if you can show over a period of time that you can be trusted, then you want them to, to give you that trust and not not jump too quick to conclusions. So that's an important aspect there too. Calling, letting your parents know where you are, responding to their requests, um, and then, uh, then going out and experiencing your life. And you're doing okay, aren't you? Well, I think that like, you know, calling, telling them like where you are, it's pretty good. It's just like the fact like they keep calling you and asking you where you are and stuff mm. like that. That's just like... Just That's where the trust, trust comes yeah. in, huh? And trust is earned, like you said. It's a good point. Okay, we got one more segment. Stay with us. We'll be right back. This is Dr. Paul. You've heard me talk about a lot of things on this show, 
and I've interviewed some pretty amazing guests. I love what I do, and one of the nearest things to my heart is my role as a husband and father. I've worked a lot with others who place a strong emphasis on family, and I feel this is my primary purpose, to help others save and enrich their key relationships. It's in this spirit that I invite you parents to join me for a free weekly dose of parental power. Register for this free teleconference at drpaul.org or send me an email at drpaul at creationtreecoaching.com. You will receive an email with the call-in number and access code. The calls are live every Tuesday morning from 1130 to 12 o'clock Mountain Time. I'd love to be part of your parenting team. Hello, Live On Purpose listeners. How many times have we heard Dr. Paul talk about one of his favorite books, The Dog Poop Initiative, a true story by Kirk Weasler? Well, where does he get his books at? He gets them at morebetterbooks.com, and now so can you. Go there today, enjoy free shipping for the holidays, and special holiday bundles where you can buy huge piles of books at huge savings at morebetterbooks.com so you can have a more better life and live that life on purpose. If you have a pile of books you want to read growing faster than the pile of books you have read, Abundant Reading Systems course can help you. You'll learn a skill that allows you to read much more rapidly and you can retain more of what you read. I was actually quite surprised at my original benchmark this morning. To be able to do as well as I did, I almost tripled my benchmarks uh, and increased my comprehension, so I feel good about what I learned. Abundant Reading Systems brings you an all-new single-day speed reading workshop where you'll learn the principles behind effective reading and double your current reading speed, guaranteed. This belief started to grow inside of me that I thought, you know, I can really do this. I can read, you know, as fast as I let myself read and uh, ended up doubling my time, my speed reading time, which was really good. At the end of the day, I feel like I'm leaving feeling empowered. Register now for this event by calling 435-669-1206. That's 669-1206. Abundant Reading Systems. Reading at the speed of imagination. 669-1206. Okay, we had a little discussion during the break here where a very controversial topic came up. Josh, you mentioned the C word, curfew. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is one of the top. I mean, curfew, music, friends. Okay, these are all some of the sometimes conflict areas between teens and parents. Yeah. And you guys sometimes see it differently than your parents. And Bo, you were talking about how the curfew situation in your home is different than the one that you're talking about, Josh, in your home. And uh, Ryan, you didn't say anything because, uh, <laughs> well, Ryan's curfew is six o'clock. I don't think anyone's going to buy that. I tried to pull it off with a straight face. Uh, hey, they can't see your face. Do you know what it comes what it comes down to, guys? It comes down to what you said earlier, Josh, about trust. It comes down to trust. And you know what? You can get any curfew you want if your parents trust you. Do you believe that? 
Yeah. Yeah, me too. I think, like, just, like, my, why I don't have, like, the best curfew, at, you know, stay out how long I want, is just because, like, my parents just care for me. Like, I'm the firstborn, mm-hmm. so, like, you know, my parents are new to so, this teenager stuff, so. You're just, like. You're training them for your younger brothers and sisters. Yeah, so pretty much, like, my little brother, who's about six years old, is going to be out to however he wants by the time he's my age. And I hear you there, Josh. I, it's the same case with me. I'm the oldest, and I I, I feel kind of like a guinea pig sometimes because I get a, kind of get the brunt of some of the the negative things, like first time through high school, messing up credits and yeah, curfews, grades. things like that. And so like we, I know what you mean. Like when we were little, we never had all the good stuff, but now our parents have money now. And I can see all my little brothers having, like, Game Boys and stuff like that. When I was their age, I was like, oh, I want that. No, Josh. But I, 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 I understand everything. I'm the firstborn, so I kind of have to be you know, example to my brothers and sisters. But mm-hmm. it's still, like, you still feel like, you know, you're, you're just jealous like, of what it's going to be like mm. for them. Hmm. Did you have a comment about this too, Bo? Not really. I mean, I'm just the middle child, so... Uh-huh. I mean, I have a sister that's a year older than me, so... I'm kind of a guinea pig, too. Because we're both kind of the same age. Uh-huh. But, I don't know. Curfew is fine with me. <laughs> well, th- and I want to reiterate the point. I don't, I don't care if it's curfew or music or friends or whatever the issue is. School, whatever it is. You can get what you want if your parents trust you. And I've taught kids this in my office before. They'll come in and they're upset about this or that. And the parents are having conflict with them. And and I'll say, you know what? I'm going to teach you the number one way to manipulate your parents. And right about then, the parents are freaking out. You know, they're like, don't tell them that. I said, no, no. All it is, is you get them to trust you. And if your parents truly trust you, then they're going to work with you on almost anything. Ryan, you had a comment. Um one thing you you know you got to throw a caution with that uh as kids especially in high school we've mastered the art of manipulation oh, we know yeah. how to we know how to manipulate our parents we know how to manipulate our teachers we know how to manipulate friends to get what we want and to kind of make things go our way and i i saw josh over there nodding not well, like if i want to go somewhere Mm-hmm. I know I don't talk to my dad. Talk to my mom. Uh-huh. My dad would probably just say no, and that'll be the end of it. <laughs> you know, your Man, parents are talk- probably listening to this. Yeah, it's all right. <laughs> it's good. Um, but I'll talk to my mom, and my mom usually the one like, "Well, what time are you gonna be home? What mm-hmm. time? You know, mm-hmm. what are you gonna be doing?" And if she likes it, then you know, I can go. But usually, it's a lot harder for my dad. Uh-huh. That's why I don't ask my dad anything. And, and and we're not idiots. I mean, we'll we we won't we don't abuse this power that we've found, but we just know how to use it. We know well, how to use you, it. If you abuse it, you lose it. Exactly. Isn't exactly. That true? That's that's the truth. And one thing that I think parents need to understand is that, you know, we've basically been putty in their hands for the first ten, twelve years of our lives, because up until then we haven't had much in, independence. But then once we do start getting independence, especially once we hit, you know, the age of 16 and we start doing things like getting a job and getting a 
driver's license and going out with friends more and dating. That's a big one, uh, especially where we live. Um, I think, you know, parents just need to understand that they've taught us. We know what we're doing. We know what's acceptable. We know what's not acceptable. We know what will get us in trouble. We'll, we'll, uh, what won't get us in trouble. And we don't want to lose our power over our lives. That kind of uh, responsibility and the um, independence that we're earning through gaining trust. And so we're not going to go out there and do something that's against what we've been uh, taught all our lives up to that point. And, you know, we may make mistakes occasionally. We may learn something new and change our views on it. And it may be contrary to what our parents are believe. Um, but that doesn't mean that we're going to get, you know, landed in prison or something. Uh, we're just kind of testing the waters, kind of seeing what's out there f- so that when we get to the point where our parents are, we can be responsible adults. I think that's one of the big things. I don't know what you guys think. I think that part of what I'm hearing from you, Ryan, is that that you guys are old enough and mature enough and experienced enough to take on some choices of your own and also to accept whatever consequences come with those choices. Because you're not stupid. You know that there are consequences to your choices, don't you? Yeah. You're faced with that every day. You see your friends doing the same thing. Yeah. They're faced with that too. Let me shift gears for just a minute. I want to want to go to a little different topic for just a few minutes before we wrap up this show today. And that topic is appreciation. Because I know that even with all of the conflicts and all of the the things that you know, the difficult things that come between teens and parents, that you guys really appreciate your parents for a lot of things. And I want to give each one of you a chance to take the mic for just a minute and express what what it is that you appreciate about your parents. And not just you, but what do you think that teenagers in general appreciate about their parents, even if they're having conflicts? What do you think? Do you want to take it first, Bo? Sure. Um, I think, for me, I appreciate how hard they work, especially my dad. I mean, I appreciate how hard he works to... Um, provide and everything and for teenagers in general just you know how how they care how they work and you know just providing and you know showing love to their kids I think that's really appreciated even though they might not always the kids might not always listen to the parents you know as you were saying that I was remembering something that Ryan told me years ago this was several years ago Ryan when you said, I think you were frustrated about some limits or something that we were setting as parents. And then you you told us, but you know what? I'm glad that you do because I, I think I recall you saying that you have some friends whose parents don't set those limits and they don't feel like their parents really care about them or care about their life. Yeah, I, I think I remember what you're talking about. And yeah, I've seen that. Um it may sometimes feel like we're being smothered, but I think once we kind of get our head out of the little rut or whatever little um, tough spot we're going through, we kind of see that the limits are there because our parents care and we appreciate that. 
because I know I've seen some kids that have kind of gone off the deep end because their parents haven't limited limited them enough or set up uh, enough guidelines or whatever the case may be. And some of them are downright miserable. And then I look at my life and I think, wow, I've actually got it better than I thought I did. And I'm really grateful for it. So even if it feels restrictive in the moment, it can help you to feel like you're in control of your life in the long run. And, and, that, and yeah. that your parents care about you. Yeah. And it's kind of what you were talking about, I think it was last week, with um, neural pathways. It's just kind of getting the hang of things. Mm-hmm. How about you, Josh? What do kids, what do teenagers especially appreciate about their parents? Well, just the way they provide. Like, I I really appreciate my dad a lot. I mean, um, he has two jobs. I mean, he works full-time at BYU and part-time at Delta Airlines. And he mm. works hard. I mean, he comes home and he's tired. Sometimes, you know, he doesn't want to clean the house. I mean, he's mm. tired. And you can tell when he's tired, too, because he gets cranky. But and my mom, she, she's she's just do anything for us. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, even comes to like dinner, say, "Mom, can you make me a sandwich?" I mean, she's in the kitchen, okay. But if she's tired, it doesn't matter if you ask for a sandwich. Just she'll just say, "Make it by herself." <laughs> but I just I really appreciate my parents. Just the fact like, like they have enough like love. For me to actually like set boundaries, but yeah, I they I know they love me and I know they love my brothers and sisters and I appreciate for them, I appreciate them for that. So, yeah, mm-hmm. you know, as a parent, it's good to hear you guys say that because I know that your parents care a lot about you. They love you. They want good things for you in your life, and and you guys recognize what they bring, don't you? I mean, Josh, you're in football training or something. You're going to put away a lot of groceries, right? And somehow they magically appear in the fridge. Huh? Yeah. I know not to eat mom's health food or something like that. <laughs> Just to leave some stuff alone. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. but they always make sure that you have enough, don't they? They're always patient with me. And that's not an easy thing for parents. I've talked to a lot of parents who really struggle sometimes to just try to make ends meet but they want to do the best that they can for their kids. And it's just, uh, it's good to hear you guys talk about that. I know you appreciate your parents. I appreciate you. Thanks, guys, for coming today. No problem. Yeah. Glad I could be here. It's been kind of fun, I think. This has been Ryan, Bo, and Josh. Steve left early. So he's gone. But he's not a teenager anyway, right? Ryan Bowe and Josh sharing some of the insights of the teenage mind, especially the male teenage mind. I'm glad you guys were with me here today. Hopefully this created some value for you listeners. Think about what you've learned and go out there and live on purpose. We'll catch you next time.